episode 37 of the IntelliCast podcast. My name is Adam Jolly, and joining me as always is Brian Lamar. Hey, happy holidays, Adam. Yeah. Take the, don't you come back with your happy holidays. You can go back to Canada with that kind of stuff. Um, as always, threw you off. <laughs> a little bit. As always, IntelliCast is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can follow IntelliCast on Twitter, IntelliCast1. You can follow EMI. EMI underscore research IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com is our email address if you'd like to reach out with any Mount Rushmore's rants if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly, all one word. Brian, what is your Twitter? Yeah, no Twitter. Just I just follow people. Yeah, okay. just always taking, never giving. Yeah, I don't give much. That's okay. Uh, what's going on, man? You want to talk personal first? How are things going? Yeah. Um, things are good. It's holiday season. Haven't started my shopping yet. Um, I bought two gifts for my wife, but I just already gave them to her. I mean, it's early. Yeah, you don't need Christmas to share your love. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, Johnny wants a $3,000 guitar for Christmas. We're not giving him that. Pretty big. Yeah, that's nice. So that's what's going on in my household. How about yours? Uh, I think Christmas is done. Oh, wow. Uh, which is great. And then like our, our basement is just full of boxes, of cloaked boxes, Yeah, I feel like, to wrap. Um yeah, it's not bad. Christmas is kind of nuts. Uh, we talked about Thanksgiving, how you travel a lot. I travel a yeah. lot for Christmas, too. Four Christmases. kind of fun. Oh, that's a lot. Um, sometimes, let me tell you a secret. For I'm going to just go and expose this. Sometimes yeah. my wife and I tell each, other, tell each other's family that we're going to the other family's house. That's nice. And do neither. Really? Veteran move. That is pretty good. You just hang out. Last year, my wife got... A stomach bug, mysterious stomach oh, yeah. bug that made us not go anywhere for Christmas. Oh yeah, I Best remember Christmas that. In my life. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do. We didn't do anything. <laughs> I almost got the explicit warning there. I almost said it, uh, but it was great. Uh, yeah. But I love, man. To me, the bet. My favorite part of Christmas. Say it's like three thirty, four o'clock. And like you wake up from your nap, and it's that that second wind of Christmas. Yeah. It's usually like another meal, NBA games. Yeah. It's dark at four thirty, right? <laughs> and just like playing with like the like you're starting to get used to the, the toys that the kids got when putting stuff together. It's my favorite, maybe my favorite like seven hour span of the year. Oh wow, three thirty until bedtime on Christmas. At least you get a nap in. That's key. Yeah, without a nap, you're probably just grumpy. Frankie and Santa gets a nap. Mark yeah, and I. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's funny. Can I tell a funny story about Christmas? I don't know if this is even funny, but it just happened. It just came out of my head. So we, uh, today, we're having our EMI company Christmas party. Oh, it's today? Yeah. Today, or whenever you're listening to it, it's that day. And we, uh, we get a bunch of gift cards. We give out prizes, you know, most of this. There's a raffle, usually. There's like a best costume, whatever. Right. We had an extra gift card, an extra $100 gift card. Oh. And fun committee comes to me and says, what should we do with this gift card? And I said, how about another contest? Okay. Most, most Christ-like. Oh, my gosh. Can we, is this allowed? Uh, yeah. I okay. think so. We're, hey, we're probably do what we want. And I evolved that, like, who looks most like they're sleeping in hay tonight? <laughs> who out there looks most like baby Jesus? <laughs> well, all ideas were turned down, but. Oh, they were all turned down. Yeah, we, you know, America, society. We kind of have HR now. It was, she was the one that was asking me. Yeah. I felt like it was a safe place. It was not. Uh, market research news. Things that happened this week. Directions right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, purchased Seek Research. Um, Seek is a focus group company. A lot of qualitative type work. 
um, direction. They are inside the directions office now um, in the same building, kind of gives directions another layer outside of their primary quant. You know, really, you think about it, I think directions is like number 30 on the hot Michael, they're about 45 million. Uh, but really, when you think about custom research, primary quantitative type research, they're one of the largest there is. Yes. Uh, because, you know, all your other ones, they mix in the secondary and those type of other type researchers. But Direction is one of the largest. This really helps them with their stakeholder and really brings things more internal. It gives them another resources. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a good move. Um, Seek has a good name in qualitative. Directions is a quantitative powerhouse. Um, the fact that they're in the same building is huge. Right. Um, integrating qual and quant is always tough. Um so that, that would be kind of the challenge. That's the challenge that I had earlier in my career when we had both Qual and Quant in-house was Qual people just generally don't get Quant very well. Yeah. And I'm not sure if Quant people respect Qual very much sure. sometimes. I guess that. Not, not to say that this won't happen there, but it's just in general in research, I think. Um, so good for them. I mean, it'll help them get deeper. I mean, the Qual will add, help them get deeper insights yeah. that will help the Quant. So that, that, I'm sure that's the, what they're hoping to do. Yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a great resource for them. And I think it could be something that you start to see evolution of a lot of full service market research firms yep. as they try to diversify where their revenues are coming from. Uh, next one, SurveyMonkey's customer satisfaction tool, customer experience tool, announces an integration with Salesforce. I think this is important because it comes off the heels of Qualtrics kind of shaming them yeah. with their IPO and their purchase type thing. <laughs> right. And they already had a CX tool yeah. that had the CRM type work like a Salesforce type. So so what are your thoughts on this and what this means for SurveyMonkey? Is it just like a keep it up with the Joneses type move? I think a little bit. Um, it's a continued um, evolution of market research and the value that it provides to other organizations. I think this is another move. It's setting itself up, itself up for kind of a Qualtrics um, SAP versus kind of a SurveyMonkey Salesforce. I'm kind of yeah, seeing that like maybe, that. right? Sure. Um, which I think, I mean, I hope it happens personally because it just brings more um, awareness to our industry and some names that have kind of been around for a while that we know that maybe most people don't know. I like it. I think it's good. It can't get anywhere. So think of it just like the directions move, right? Um, another way to diversify. It doesn't go yeah. too far away from your path, your core. Um and hopefully can get SurveyMonkey back on track there. Yep. Uh, last piece of news. Um, Adam Jolly of EMI Research <laughs> Solutions joined the SampleCon board. Um, Breaking news. I don't really have any thoughts there. Do you, what are your thoughts? I don't um, know what, what is, who is this I person? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been, I mean, we've known this obviously yeah. for a while. You've been an active participant in a while, but I think it was just kind of official recently. So I don't, we t- I don't think we've really talked about this. I've not mentioned it on the podcast. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you personally and professionally because I think you'll bring a lot to the conference. We've been going there for many years and I, um, the things that you talk to me about, which you're allowed to talk about, I love kind of the, you know, you know, adding your, the Adam Jolly viewpoint to SampleCon and adding your, um, creativity to it. I think it's going to be great. So I'm look, I'm, I'm always looking forward to SampleCon. And I think having you on the board is just going to make it even better. I'm excited for it. Thank you, first of all. Um, I'm excited to work with the people, too. Like, yeah. this board, like, man, when you talk, I mean, these are dynamic thinking people. I, I'm i impressed by every single person I talk to. Yeah. Like, this board, I mean, take Sam. This board could be in charge of any board. I mean, the people on there. Yeah. I mean, even, like, you get to things. Like, everyone knows that, you know, Comer is, is a genius and kind of a, a disrupting visionary on things. Um, yeah. SEMA has been... Um, I've never asked her to be, but she is like by default 
um, by listening to me a lot, become like a, a mentor to me yeah. um, in market research. Um, Rob Berger is is so smart. I mean, I, I, he's always been kind of like in my periphery a lot of times, but yeah. one of the smartest people ever as far as like thought thinking as well. Um, I think people like Corey Joseph are coming in from JD Power. I mean, yeah, that's huge. He's been around the industry for so long. He knows so much. Jake yeah. Wolf, who I've been friends with for a long time. You see this other side of Jake of like, this like I know him like personally and I know him sales wise and this is like another side. Yeah. You know, uh, Mindy from, from protege is your, I always talk about the normal person in the room, like as being the most important person. Yeah. You have like an excited person. Yeah. You have your fact person and yeah. a normal person. Yeah. It's so great to have like a normal person like that. Nancy yeah. from Ipsos has been awesome as well. Getting to know her and like a huge company and how they're doing things. But it's been, um, it's been really cool. I'm a, I've, I've been, I'm, I'm not over. Um, it's more than I expected. It's better than what I could have ever expected. Yeah. I always knew these people and I go to the conference every year, but it's better than I ever expected. And like the ideas and the plans for what are coming on, I think are going to be really impressive to a lot of people, not just that are connected with, with sample, but thinking about like data in general and how we're using data to make market research decisions. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's a lot of effort and maybe that's a separate podcast, but I feel like I don't give weekly calls Discussions, but it's getting kind of close to when SampleCon's happening. We're just a couple months away, but I feel like it's a lot of effort. And I mean, y'all aren't paid for this, so it's volunteer. Uh, But I think I get a lot out of it. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of nice. Enough about me. (laughs) Let's, uh, do you have a rant you want to talk about, or do you want to do Mount Rushmore first? Let's do it, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, good news, bad news, bad news. Uh, President George Herbert Walker Bush passed away this week at President 41. Yeah. He, was pre- he was, uh, head of the CIA, vice president under Reagan, president from 88 to 92. Um, also father of Jeep, uh, the former governor of Florida and, uh, father of, uh, George W. Bush, who was number 43. So. Hey, let me tell you something real quick. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast. I love funerals. Yeah. And that weird. On TVs yesterday. I loved watching. I recorded it. I watched it. Um, we, I would like to do it at some point on Mount Rushmore funerals. That okay. sounds weird, but I love Not funerals. I love the Aretha Franklin funeral. I watched that. It was amazing. Sure. Um, I love the John McCain funeral. I love this funeral, and I love it because, I mean, today it is politically we're a mess, right? Yeah. And then you have George W. handing Michelle Obama a piece of candy. Something thing. little like that yeah. can bring both sides together. Yeah. It's just, you know, it makes you happy that, you know, you can kind of put, the, put it aside and it can, hopefully, I mean, this won't, this isn't going to solve all our problems, but hopefully it, you know, it's around the holiday season. Yeah. Maybe things will be a little bit more positive. I agree. Maybe not. No, probably we, not. Probably not. But leading us into our Mount Rushmore, we are going to do top four bushes. Mount Rushmore of bushes. Yeah. I'll go first. Okay, you go first. I went with Lauren Bush Loren. I just found out that she existed yesterday. Oh, my gosh. I thought that she was enchanting and eloquent, and I do not objectify women, but she is number one on my Bush Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I've known about Lauren Bush Loren for a while. What's her name? Lauren Loren. Yeah, Lauren Loren. That's amazing. Yeah. She's a much, you know, I've seen... Pictures of her, you know, with yeah. the Bush family and stuff. I never heard her speak before. She was a very good speaker at the funeral. So she's on my list as well. Um, right. I'm going to give you another you one. You go number two. Go for your number two now. All right. Um, We're going to snake it. I'm going to go with W. W, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with W, and he's become somewhat lovable over the last few years. It's amazing how history changes over time, because when he was president, 
it was somewhat similar to Trump that half the people thought he was the devil and half the people loved right. him. But over time, he has just become somewhat lovable. Maybe he's the next like lovable old political figure. And his relationship with Michelle Obama is one of my favorite things in the world. That's um, what happens. Look at Jimmy Carter. Yeah. You start to romanticize things a little bit. Right? Yeah. You yeah. kind of forget about all the issues. and um, But I'm a big W fan today, so he's, he's on my list. That's good. My number two is Burning. Um, I went with Burning Bush as my number two on the Bush Mount Rushmore, uh, mainly because of its importance to the Old Testament. Um, I think that it should be recognized whenever God speaks through us, whether it be directly or through a um, garden feature. So then my number two, Burning Bush. What's your number three? Didn't expect you to go that direction today. Should I go my number three right now? <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, I'll go my number three. Um, my number three on my Bush... Mount Rushmore is Gardens in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> uh, Bush Gardens was a place that I used to frequent when I was a child. Um, I, I loved roller coasters. I loved um, the little mascots that would run around. I was it was young. It wasn't too big. It was smaller than Disney World. It's like if your parents loved you, you went to Bush Gardens. If your parents really loved you, you went to Disney World. And I, I went to Bush Gardens a lot in Tampa, Florida. That's my number three, Bush. Let me get it's Bush Beans, your number four. I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay. All right. I, once again, I went straight up on this one. I regret it again. My third favorite Bush is George P. Oh, yeah. George P. Bush, who I thought years ago, I thought he might be a future president. I think he's like the land commissioner in Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, it's political, but not, nothing big. I don't think he has huge political um, aspirations, but he is a good looking man. And I'm a big George P. Bush fan. I get you. What's your last Bush? Last Bush. Oh, with Barbara. Yeah. No, there's multiple Barbaras. I went with the younger Barbara. Oh. The twin. The twin of Loren Loren. No, no. No, twin no. of Ashley. No. Twin of Jenna. Jenna. Twin of Jenna. Twin of Jenna. But they're like nocturnal twins, right? Where they don't look like each other. <laughs> yeah. Is that a term? I think, that, I think that's the official term. I had a buddy, a roommate in college that had a twin. He was like, this is my twin. And like he was a six foot three, 300 pound Samoan man. And then his twin sister was like five foot small blonde attractive woman yeah and i said what is this nocturnal because <laughs> i'm stupid i say stuff like that but anyway go ahead Sorry. we get it um but barbara fraternal uh, we, we knew that people yeah we're not idiots barbara is my number four on my list who do you who else what or i should say what other bush is on your list you were close with your number four but it's actually duke Duke is the retriever in the baked big Bush baked beans commercial. Duke Almost Bush, got it. Duke Bush mainly. Um, oh wow! I don't think we celebrate enough talking animals in That's society. True. I don't think I think it's it's hard. You know, here's the thing, guys. Like it's the Christmas series season. You're moping around. You're probably you know you're on your twitters. You're watching your Fox Newses. You're upset about Trump. You're upset about the caravan. You're upset about watching funerals on TV. You're upset about the bullying and Rudolph Red and his reindeer. Obama's still coming for your guns. And all these bad things are happening for you. And what you really need to really just cherish is that somewhere out there, there's an animal. And it's talking. And it's telling you to roll that beautiful bean footage. And you should roll that beautiful bean footage and just be happy in the glorified goodness of, of baked beans that grow out of the ground and then are roasted in a meat maple syrup sauce. And just live your life. Our, our newest sponsor. Bush's Baked Beans, everybody. Number four, Duke the Dog Baked Beans. I, I think that I do love your little <laughs> discussion about Bush Beans. But we left out Sully, 
Sully, the service dog of Bush, I thought should have made the list. One of our lists, Sully didn't even make it. Sully's a national treasure. Dude. That's not bad. <laughs> not on our list. Not on our list. I thought Laura would be on the Bush on the list. Laura's I great. She, she was a. I thought she was a really good first lady. Is that weird? Yeah, she's a good first lady. Um, I thought Barbara was a great first lady. Yep. Um, Jeb did not make our list. Jeb is like a loss here. Like, think about the sliding doors that happened with Jeb Bush. Like, in the late 90s, I think it was maybe a coring toss between him and W, who would be the next Bush to go. He goes to Florida. Yeah. Things happen in an election there that we don't have to rehash right now <laughs> Yeah. for his brother. And then it just all it was downhill from there. Yeah. Never got close. No. And then I heard I heard this morning, this may not be true, that when his father was going to pass away on Friday night, they called W, they called Jeb, and Jeb slept through the phone call. He wasn't awake. Oh, tragic story. That's really – he found out and he woke up like at 4 in the morning. Well, a lot of people – he goes to bed early. I go to bed early. I can empathize with it. Go to bed at like 9 p.m. You turn your phone off, right? Yeah. So he's missing the phone call. Wakes up at 4 like I do sometimes. And reads it on the news. That's just kind of sad. That's pretty bad. Uh, you want to go worst bushes out there? <laughs> Jeb's probably on that list too. Now that I hear that, Anheuser is Bush, high. Bush Stadium. Anheuser Bush. Bush Stadium. Um, yeah. Holly. Who's a, Holly? Holly as a bush. Oh, like a Holly bush. as a bush. Yeah. yeah. Kudzu. Kudzu is definitely <laughs> the worst. One of the bush. worst four bushes. Uh, those things those are the worst bushes yes alright moving on you want to go into your rant is this market research related or personal let's do a personal one go ahead um, it's Christmas season we work across the street from a mall Duh. and let me tell you it's hard to leave this office at any point of the day and I don't know what why do people go crazy over the mall still don't they know about Amazon who are these people I don't get like, it like this isn't 1987 where everybody goes to the mall and does all their Christmas shopping in the middle of the day, at 2 p.m., at noon, at 5 p.m., there's mall traffic. And I just want to kind of go over there and give everybody Amazon gift cards and tell them to stay away. Sure, Because it messes with my life. It's at least a two-minute more, two minute longer commute home. Two to three minutes longer. Which way do you go home? I go back this is just <laughs> around the us. office. Just for us. Yeah. yeah. We can pause this. <laughs> I go the back way now. I okay. avoid the mall. Yeah. But it's sort of that direction. Yeah. I go that uh, yeah. I, I I try to stay away from them all as possible. And sometimes, um, oh, it's the worst. I mean, you just want to let people know that the internet exists. Yeah. Right? You can get something tomorrow from the internet. Yeah. No big deal. Hey, here's a, here's a, can I do another quick rant? This is yeah. work-related. I, sp- I, I, I post on LinkedIn quite a bit, and I spend days sometimes thinking of a LinkedIn post. A relevant yeah. blog, probably if you're listening to this, I've probably written a lot of relevant blogs that none of you have liked and none of you have commented on probably. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But they're relevant to our industry, and you should read those blogs because they will help you. And I spent a lot of time painstakingly amounts of time writing blogs. And then the other day in the office, I don't think you were here, we're just talking silly about uh, the intern uses a single space after she, when she's writing. I use a yeah. double space. And so we're trying to put it together um, an end-of-year report, and half of it's single space, half of it's double space. So we start talking, hey, who's single? Who's double? You know, what's what? I, I think it's a funny little discussion. Put it on LinkedIn. I have 15,000 views Jeez. of single space versus double space. I have 60-something different people commenting on it. Um, four, over 400 CEOs have read this, over 300 <laughs> founders of companies, 800 people in New York City. I've looked at all the metrics. I study them every morning. It drives me crazy. People care more about single space versus devil space versus something that has to do with the industry or could better their life. 
Yeah, so that's what yeah. I'm doing from now on. Now, from now on, my next LinkedIn post will be about sweet tea, fried chicken. <laughs> I get it. Let's start start doing uh, Mount Rushmore's of LinkedIn posts. <sighs> I had to get off by my chest. Uh, okay. No, I'm with you. Sometimes, you know, I. Um, so, like, what was it, a year and a half ago? Last November, I started writing more blogs and like yeah. personal stuff about what's going on with me and like career transitions and just where I am in life right now. Some kind of whatever third life crisis I'm going through right now. <laughs> and um, I do like I first got into it. I was notice I was always looking at my views, yeah. and my likes, and what are people commenting and try to get something off of it. And now I just take it as just like it's a for me type thing. And I know that's really yeah. hard with work stuff. Yeah. You know, like if you're if, like here in the marketing, marketing doesn't want to hear this. So he's sitting right here, but like um, you put it out there, and you you have your best messaging and you own what your brand is, and then you just have to like kind of let it happen. Yeah, you know, because I mean, you know the uh, all the stuff where you're you're looking at likes and you're looking at what's going on and how much of an influence are you and like what type of dopamine is rushing to your brain because somebody commented or liked your status or something like that. And for the most part, like when I'm doing my when I'm doing my posts about like. Um, what I'm going through or like a tip of life or how to go through it. Like it's really, it's, this is selfish. It's meant to be a good thing, but now it comes off really bad. Like that's really for me just to get it out for me yeah. and stuff. And so like I, I, the other day I've been noticed, like I wrote something a couple weeks ago, like about like, as you're going through the year, it's important not to focus on the failures, focus on the successes, bottle up those feelings and then smell the roses when you need them down the road. Right. Yeah. Going to the valleys versus when you're at their heights. Um, and I only got like 45 views of that. And to me, it was like everything that I'm thinking about or might be going through professionally or like personally and stuff. I'm like, man, this is like, this is awesome. I need to remember that thing. But then like nobody saw it. Nobody read it. Yeah. And I have to keep reminding myself, like, that was for me. And what can I get from me? And if I, if you know, if you get one or two people that do, yeah. um, one or two people that do like what your messaging is from work and they can get a bit ROI of that or one or two people that like whatever your personal note or whatever your, you know, your development type stuff come through that. Maybe that's enough sometimes, but uh, I'm with you. It's, it's foolish how it is. It's cheating how easy it is to grab the easy topics that don't mean yeah. anything to you rather than engage with somebody and have some kind of like get bettering part of your life. Right. Yeah. This sounds like an Andrew McKinney discussion. You get kind of deep there. Uh, it's a good way to rationalize it, too. It is the season, you know? Yeah. Let's get emotional. Um, yeah. Is that it for today? I think so. We have a holiday yeah. party to get Let's to. Let's do it. Um, whatever day this is, we're on our layer right now. Uh, stay tuned in the next coming weeks. We're going to start doing some best of um, sessions. So we're going to take a uh, cut, a couple interviews that we've done in the past. Um, some of the people that really, uh, not just the people who got the most track traffic from people that me and Brian got the most out of, right? The people yeah. that we felt like we had the best connections with and, and putting those best of studies to end the year. Uh, we are going to record a couple times before the end of the year, probably as well. Um, as, really, we got to get a jump start. That first quarter conference season comes up strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's right around the corner. Whew. Well, that'll do it for episode 37 of IntelliCast. Again, you can research that IntelliCast1 on Twitter, EMI underscore research on Twitter, IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com, my own personal Twitter, Adam Jolly. Brian, anything you want to add before we go? Hey, happy holidays, everybody. Drive safe. Avoid them all. Avoid them all. Drive safe. The greatest gift you can give. If you have a single space versus double space, find my LinkedIn. It'll be still be the top of the list. <laughs> I promise you that. Thanks, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.